welcome back to Bible study, to Paul's letter to the Galatians and to um, the Greek word marathon. Um, but welcome, John. Thank you. Welcome, Darren. Thank you. It's a great pleasure. I thought Isaiah was quite an epic, but we're, we're getting into the Isaiah um, territory, I think, of longevity with Galatians. Uh, John, you're going to read um, from verse 22 to 25. And don't <clears throat> pray. Now, Galatians 5, verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Amen. Lord, you are wonderful. You, you are full of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and kindness toward us. Lord, thank you for being so wonderful and thank you for imparting your nature to us. Holy Spirit, we welcome you to reveal the truth to us and also to manifest these realities in our hearts and lives. We thank you, Lord, for being with us now as we seek you, Lord, seek to know you better. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay. I don't I'd normally do this on Bible study, but no looking down. I won't say close your Bibles, but no looking down. I'll do the first part of the list. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. Um, can you complete the list, Derek? Naughty. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, yeah. I'll add one, you know, kind, on. kindness. Okay, John, over to you. Uh, I can't remember. Um, <laughs> so it is, you know, uh, gentleness, self-control. Yeah, there's a little bit more. Uh, okay, yes. I just thought I'd throw that one out. Um, so my my nearly infallible version says patience. We're on. Pa We're not going to do a summary of the previous one weeks. We're now on patience, long suffering. Is it the same word? Or is there more to be gained from long suffering as a, a translation? The, the next three that we're dealing so the first mm. three, love, joy, peace, were primarily Godward. The next three are primarily towards people. Right? So the word long suffering is, is, is patience, but it's patience towards people, long suffering. Mm. So it's particularly dealing, you know. But it's come from God. So we, we, we said last week in previous weeks, you know, this has actually come from yes. God, so if we see it in that light, you're on the edge of your seat, John. Are you gonna say something? No, no, I'm not. Oh. No, no okay. carry on. Oh, carry on then, sorry, Derek. Yeah. Well, the word is macrothumia. Okay. Macro is long. Yeah. Thumos is anger. In other words, God is angry at sin, mm. but it, that anger is on a long fuse. Right, yeah. So if God kind of manifested his anger the moment we sinned, we, we wouldn't have a chance. Yeah. But God is long-suffering toward us, mm. and he holds his anger back yeah. to give us a chance to, to repent and be saved. So the long-suffering of God is a, is a major theme in Scripture. It is, isn't it? Um, that he held back his anger rather than judging the human race to yeah. give time to prepare for the cross, the resurrection. And even now he's long-suffering toward That's us amazing. so that we can have a chance to repent. So that's, he wants to form that same quality in us so that when people upset us or they do bad things, 
we don't immediately move into judgment mode. You know, we, we are long-suffering. And, and understanding our own weaknesses, I think, probably mm. helps us in mm. that. Mm. But it's patience <coughs> towards people, I would say. So it's God, God is, you know, it's good for us to understand each of these fruit, um, first thinking about God. So he does, in 2 Peter 3, I think he doesn't want any to perish, mm. but all to come to repentance. And then in Romans 3, it says that in his divine forbearance, he left sins committed beforehand unpunished, which is basically what you said, Derek. You know, that God, you know, this is the story of the scriptures that God's held back. He stayed his hand of yes. judgment. Yes, the two pieces of according to what we deserve. That's what mm. the psalmist says, isn't yeah. it? I mean, it's extraordinary. It is extraordinary. But he did punish one yeah. according to what mm. we deserve. That, yes. And that's, you know, we must never forget that. He bore it for us. Yeah. So is forbearance the same as long suffering? Essentially, yes. It's the patient restraint of anger. And the 2 Peter verse literally says, he is long suffering toward us. So it is okay. that exact okay. word. Because we think of long suffering, he's suffering, it, you know, but actually it's, it's long um, staying the hand of anger. Yeah, yes. exactly. Which is there's a suffering in that, or is it just our inadequacy of translation, calling it suffering rather than... Well, there is a suffering involved in that, yeah. I suppose, isn't there? Because something is wrong, and, and yet you, you don't immediately yeah. attack. So it's grieving. God, God is grieved over, and it does say on occasions, yes. he, he was sorry that he created yes. man because of the wickedness. There, there is a, a... You know, you're the creator, and some enemy of the farmer has come in and spoiled the field, you know, it is, it, it is grievesome. Yes, God, it, sin causes suffering to God, if you like, mm. and, and, and if somebody sins against us, that <clears throat> brings us suffering. Yeah. And, and, but long-suffering is that, that quality. But we don't go out and throttle them and say, pay me what you owe. No, <laughs> you know, that's it's a manifestation of love. Yeah. Were we to move in judgment immediately, that isn't really what's best for them. Yeah. So love causes us to override judgment. Mercy overrides judgment. Mm. To give, you know, to be merciful towards them, yeah. hope, hoping that they will turn around. John, have our viewers been long-suffering, do you think? <laughs> oh, 35, <laughs> 35 Bible should, studies on Galatians. I should think so. No, I, I reckon they've been mightily blessed. I do get feedback. Expounding the work of God to the depth that we feel led to have done it is, yeah. has to be a blessing. Not excessively. I mean, we just don't yeah. want to no. truncate it. We, we can't. We can't. Well, I mean, I like to think that we're led by the Holy Spirit here, not by our own plans and schemes. And that he, I, I can absolutely we'll carry guarantee. On he's got what he said. What I he can wants guarantee that there is no scheme on this one. <laughs> this is not according to the schemes of man. No, not at all. Not it's interesting in 1 Corinthians 13 yes. when it talks about love because we say yes. all these fruits are kind of aspects of love in a sense. First, the very first thing he says in 1 Corinthians 13:4 is love suffers long. Yes. You see, so long suffering is a manifestation of love. Mm. Um, love suffers long. You know, it's very it's moving, isn't it? it I, I, as soon as you say that, I get <clears throat> because I feel that's what grace. What grace, yes. behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed, bestowed upon us. Yeah, it says love, again in my version, is patience. Yes. That's quite a, an attribute, isn't it? 
Yes, and patience would be another word. Yeah. Uh, but in, in the Greek, um, patience usually translates hupomeno, which is to do with being able to stand firm under the pressure of circumstances. Mm -hmm. This is a different nuance, but it's, it's very similar, very mm -hmm. close. The ability to stand firm under contrary circumstances mm -hmm. that is testing us, but, but we remain patient you know, until the answer comes through. You know. So again, flipping it, that's <coughs> how God is towards us. And, and then I think how, how we should view how God is towards us is in that psalm that says, Lord, if you should mark our sin, who, who could stand? You know, it's, it's, it's only because of his long suffering that we're even seated here now. Yes. We mm. should be consumed. But, uh, you know, he's, if he, it, blessed is the man whose sin the Lord will never count against him. Yeah. Well, that's going, that's going beyond the long-suffering to him, actually within his long-suffering, providing a way of salvation. Yes. So that there actually won't be the manifestation of his anger exactly. towards us. Exactly. Wow. Colossians 3.12 is... Okay, yeah, keep going. And we'll 13. keep rattling out. As the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on. See, now this is another way of mm. talking about the same thing. Put, like you put your clothing on, you know, you have those clothes in your wardrobe, you know, and we have these clothes in our spirit, the fruit of the spirit, yeah. you know, we have those clothes, but we have to put them on in our attitudes and in our actions. We, 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 God works in us to will and to do his good pleasure. So the fruit, first of all, changes our attitude and then our actions. So notice what we're to put on. Tender mercies, mm. kindness, we'll get to kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Yeah. And then he majors on that in verse 13, bearing with one another, mm. forbearance, mm. and forgiving one another if anyone has a complaint. It's so... Even as Christ forgave you. Yeah, it's so consistent. You know, Paul is consistent, isn't he? You know, this is written to the Colossian church, but he's... He's reiterating, but he's not actually saying, work it up. He's saying, clothe yourselves. Clothe yourselves. So he, he hasn't contravened your rule, John, no. that we're not working out, you know, no. our way up, up the ladder. That's right. Of, yeah, of, 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 of on a religious level. But... Um, so long-suffering is connected with forgiveness, too. And it Ability fits to, in with that. Rather than take, take you know, action, you know, forget forgiving. Yeah. yeah, it fits in with that, that parable which I just alluded to very, very briefly, cursorily. Uh, and that was the one where, you know, the Lord's forgiven us. Yes. We should forgive others. And That's then right. the unmerciful servant. That's it. Who's been forgiven much, which we have. So why, 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 why should we not forgive others? 70 times, seven times. Mm. When you think of the magnitude and that's of long forgiveness. Suffering. That's long-suffering. Yeah, 70 times 7. When, when you sin against me 70 times 7 times. Yeah, so you're talking about me now. Have you been counting, you mathematician? <laughs> you, got, you got a few to... to yeah, Tim. Uh, got a few left. Yes. <laughs> so fortunately, the Lord is not marking my sin. No. Uh, you know. Sorry, yes. Oh, I was going to say, fortunately, Derek isn't marking my sin. <laughs> no. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, so yes. keep going. If there are other so um, the next cross one references, perhaps? yeah, please. Kindness, I think, or gentleness. Um, 
in our translation that we read, it was kindness. I like that, but it also, the word gentleness would also cover it. In other translations, it's gentleness. It's the word krestotes, mm. which is tenderness as well, I would say, friendliness, you know, uh, compassionate, sympathetic, mm. humane, adaptable to others and their needs. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's more an attitude than anything. But the Bible talks about God's kindness to, to mankind, right. again, you know. A loving kindness even. Yes. Steadfast love. Loving, loving kindness. Titus 3, 4, the, when the kindness and the love of God our Saviour toward man appeared. And, and often it's a sense of, you know, knowing human weakness, knowing our own weakness, mm. I think, means, especially if we're in authority, yeah. it is important to be kind mm. and gentle because if authority is rough, not only does it misrepresent God, um, but it can become abusive. So then authority needs to be firm, but it also needs to be gentle. It needs to take into account, you know, people are fragile, you know, and, and, and fallible. And so we're, we're not brutal with them, you know, we're, we're gentle, we're kind. It's reminded me, as things do, of choruses, and as, when I was growing up at Halford House in Richmond, one of the songs, which had a nice sort of, rhythm to it was, Lie loving kindness is better than life. Lie loving kindness is better than life. Yes. And that, but I always found it an awkward one because the second verse was, I'll lift my hands up in thy name. And you're always looking around to see, you know, you know, is it, you know, we're in a very English, you know, church here. Should we be lifting our hands up? Because yeah. I'll lift them. <laughs> Thus will I bless thee. Yeah. It's a one, wonderful Great sequence. One. It's probably a scripture. Thy loving kindness is better, better than, than life. life. Yes, that's yeah, in yeah. the Psalms. Yeah. 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 Thus will I bless thee. Thy loving kindness is better than life. Yeah, so th again, these all emanate from, originate in the Lord Himself and how He deals with us. Oh, yes, Therefore, yes. we should bear. Particularly in the view of, of us in our weakness, even our sinfulness, it is amazing that God is kind toward us. He's benevolent. He. He is gentle That's toward us. Benevolent is a wonderful word, isn't it? And he woos us to himself, mm. you know. Munificent. He knows that we're made of dust. Mm. He yes. understands us. It's incredibly kind. You're, you're thinking about bearing up, you know, whatever. It's, yeah. you know, some fragile chick, you know, in your hands. You'll bear, you'll, yes. You show kindness to this, this fragile object. Which you could just yeah, crush. crush the life out of it. We deserve judgment, but he shows kindness toward yeah, I find us it very in moving. his grace. Very, very moving. It's a very simple word, kindness. It seems, it seems so um, fragile as a word, even. Yeah. Be, be kind. Yeah. 1 Corinthians 13. Love, is, love suffers long yeah. and is kind. kind. Number two. Yeah. So they go together. There's a kindness in long suffering. It's a manifestation of love. Which is it? So the, I can see it all, I, I can see wheels within wheels here. and yeah, it, it it's, all, it's a unity. Yeah. yeah. It's good. That's what I meant to say. It's a unity. I was going to go into some elaborate <laughs> gear, gear mechanism, and he said, oh, it's a unity. <laughs> you know? Let's cut to the chase. John, you, you no, definitely no, have no, something. No, no, okay. no, not at all. Okay. 
I will eventually find out what yeah, is. Yeah, but only, only if it's pages. worth sharing. Otherwise, I won't. Not, yeah, exactly. I, I think it always is. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I get away with it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> sharing things. Um, uh, yeah. So. So the next one is goodness. Yes, exactly. Agathe, Agathosumi. Ah, that's uh, where good is word. Agathos. Yeah, of course. Agathosumi, goodness, and that's. That's a lovely, I, I think of goodness as generosity. Yeah. Kindness, like the disposition, but goodness, you know, is, is generous. You know, uh, you know, like in Genesis, God created the world and he said, it is good. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not just, just barely enough. Yeah. It's abundant. It's, mm. it's, God is generous in his creation. Yeah. You know, he's a generous giver. And yeah. I think when we talk about good works, it's, it's really a spirit of generosity. Mm. You know, when somebody gives generously. Yeah, I'm getting, I'm getting a sense as I'm reading and absorbing these amazing words that it is, um, you've either got it or you don't have it, or you know what I mean? You, you either have it or you don't. You, you can't work up these things. You can't, it's innate, as it were, to your character, to your spiritual nature which we've been saying, that it's of the spirit, it's, it's the, the sap deep, yes. that's it's the coming up. Motives, really. Yeah, it's very, very deep. And like, so when, when you can't say, you know, show goodness to someone, they, they either have it, if someone doesn't have it within them, it's, it's foreign to them. Yes. Kindness, yes. the same. Some people are unkind, as it were. Yeah, uh, yeah so I'm tr just trying to it's correlate. It's a work of grace. That's right, I'm trying to correlate the fact that we, a few weeks ago now, I don't know how many, um, where we were saying that all these evil acts, we do them. But all these good fruits, mm. full manifestations, we don't do them, we have them, yeah. as it were. God does them through us. Yeah. God produces them in us. Kindness. Big-hearted goodness. goodness. That's right. Somebody who's generosity, Generous. Charitable. A, a giver. God is a, a rich giver. Yeah. All. And giving without wanting something in return. That's right. It's a free giver. Yeah. Which is, yeah, so we look at how God acts and then we think, you know, as it were, we feel shamed. You know, depart from me, I'm sinful. When we look at, you know, into the face of the Lord Jesus. And, wow. <laughs> I get so much from just looking across at John because we're always uh, facing each other on Bible study. And I, I get, he, John needs to say nothing, but I get the smile, which there you miss sometimes. <laughs> and I get the nod and I get the assent, as it were, just yeah. eye to eye. So, That's right. Which is, which is beyond us, uh, you know, just trying to say something to the camera. I'm trying to eke a comment out. John, John, you're actually proving my point. Uh, yes. It's wonderful. I, no, it, it's, it's right, wonderful. isn't it? And, and I, I, you know, I, I find, well, over all the years that I've been doing Bible study on and off, I have found God is so faithful. Yeah. Um, you know, he just, he takes over, I, I have found. And, and, and one prepares, of course, you know, there's a diligence required, you're serving the Lord, but really he just wants your availability. And, and, and he, he takes over. Mm. Yeah. He, he give you, we get inspiration on the hoof yeah. during these hour sessions. Things we never thought we would have said or say, and it's just there. Yeah, it reminds me of the chief, there was a chief executive of some famous big, you know, Fortune 500 or whatever, and what's the secret of your success? And he said, 
um, just turning up. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically what we do at yeah, Bible study. Available. We turn up, we're available, we're present, and, and then obviously we turn the cameras and the lights on, and, and then God's word speaks yes, to, us, it does. to us all. One more thing to say about yeah, goodness please. is like, it's the total opposite to the flesh. See, the flesh is covetousness. Mm. It's me, 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 I must have. Mm. And goodness or generosity is the opposite of that. God's spirit opens our heart so that we want to give. Mm. We want to bless others. Yeah. And, and that's the opposite of, of the flesh, the mm. covetousness of the flesh. So it's a real sign of the work of God's grace in your heart yeah. when he turns you outwards yeah. in generosity. Yeah. Yes, how wonderful. So I, I'm reading again from mine. I've got faithfulness mm. after goodness. Is that what you've got? Yes, yes. It's the word pistis, which is sometimes Repeat translated... That. Pistis. 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 Sometimes it's translated faith. Yeah. But in this case, it clearly means faithfulness. Mm. It's the same word. Mm. And these last three, by the way, the, the, the previous three were towards other people primarily. The, the last three are kind of concerned with our our own yeah. moral character, you might say. Can um, we start again with God on this word? So God, we always say God is faithful, mm, God is faithful. Yeah. Uh, what do we mean by that, God is faithful? Reliable, on, loyal, uh, you know, if God yeah. makes a promise, he's faithful yes. to bring it to pass. Yeah. Um, I've got for faithfulness, a lot of English words cover yeah. this. Reliable, loyal, steadfast, dependable, devoted, trustworthy, dedicated, constant, unwavering. Mm. I, I remember the Anglican liturgy. Sorry, I've said it now, Anglican liturgy. Um, um, if we confess our sins, God is faithful, faithful. and just to forgive us our sins yes. and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That, we're relying on that. Yeah, he's faithful to his word yeah. and he's just because of the blood. Yes. See? It's, it's wonderful words. He's righteous to forgive us because by the blood he's paid for it. Yeah. But he's also faithful to his promise yeah. to, to forgive us. Praise God. If only more Anglican churches would, would preach what's in the liturgy yes. and not just rattle through it in some sort of monotonous tone and then, and then move on to a homily that's denying God's existence or something. But if only more Anglican churches would just see the life of the, of the scriptures which is in the liturgy. Yeah. Powerful. He is faithful and just, to, as you said. It's interesting. Faithful to his promises. It's absolutely foundational that God's promises will be proved, that the prophecies will be proved. Mm. How foolish we are not to believe all that the prophets have spoken concerning the Lord Jesus, mm. which is that he'll forgive us if we... Our faith is based on God's faithfulness. Yes. You know, it's one thing for God to make promises, but if he's not faithful, they're not worth the paper they're written on. But I know. when we trust in God, it's because we are fully persuaded that he is faithful. Oh, yes. What he has said he oh, will yes. bring to pass. Yes, yes, yes. And so the, that's why it's the same word, faith and faithfulness in the Greek. is. I mystics. know whom I have believed and I'm, I'm persuaded that he is faithful to do that which I think which I've committed unto him against that day. I'm sure that's a Bible verse, but it's also yeah. another song from Youth Praise <laughs> from when I was a kid. Um, 
Yeah, he is, the Lord is absolutely faithful. I'm, I am thinking now of, of Israel and how, how can those who believe that God, um, that God will be faithful to his promises to us as Christians if they don't believe exactly. that he's faithful concerning his promises towards Israel? Yes. He would then be unfaithful, wouldn't he? Which is not uh, uh, totally out of character. But there are many, many Christians, even in the evangelical world, especially in the evangelical and the conservative evangelical world, who have a complete blind spot on God's physical promises. Mm. Where do we go with that, John? How do we... Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because they are actually saying he's unfaithful. They don't think it through. That's the trouble. these, These comments and positions are very shallow. And, and the Lord requires us to apply our minds. And yet they're some of the towering intellects of, of the evangelical world. Yes. And yes. yet they don't see that. Well, it's, in which case it's just deception, is it? We're, we're all subject to being deceived. And, and they, even the most intellectual academic of theologians is, is as vulnerable as any, everybody else. And, and, and you know, we'll come on to it later on when Paul talks about conceit in, in, in yeah. one of these last verses. Yeah. That, conceit and pride are really, really dangerous positions to hold because they will blind you. Mm-hmm. And, but we'll come on to that. I don't want to run ahead of ourselves. I have to say this, and I'll, I'd reach out to any, um, maybe you conservative evangelicals don't watch so much of Rev TV, but if ever you want to sit down and go through the prophecies, you know, the prophetic scriptures, I'm up for it. And on the occasions where I have sat down with folk, it's been the most fruitful, you know, rewarding, you know, three or four hours of going through the scriptures, going through the scriptures. Yes. So I'm up for it. That's the challenge. And if you know someone who is uh, into replacement theology or, or, or has some sort of anti-Semitic roots somewhere, you know, that's sort of clothed in, in, in sort of New Testament speak, um, and tell them, you know, Tim, Tim will travel to where you are and I'll spend time with you because mm-hmm. it's such an important, and I do care for fellow believers who don't see it. Oh. And I'm not, I don't ever approach it from a position of arrogance. I mean, that's, that's the fundamental, I think arrogance is the problem, Paul yeah. says in Romans 11. Yeah. I speak to you Gentiles in as much as I'm an apostle to the Gentiles, do not be arrogant on this issue concerning God's promises. This is the very Israel. thing that Paul is saying in Romans, because in Romans 8, he is saying, you know, God's called you, he's, He's going to glorify you. He's going to keep his promises to you. Nothing will separate you from the love of God, Romans yeah. 8. Yeah. And then immediately the issue comes. That's how, why Israel now comes in. He says, well, what about Israel? It I've seems a great like burden. Yes. God, they've stumbled. So it seems like, well, you're making these great statements, Paul. Yeah. But what, look at Israel. Surely that contradicts. And isn't he honest to confront that? He could have skirted and around he the whole thing. That. And, he, and he says, yes, they've stumbled, but they haven't fallen. And God is going to save Israel and God's going to fulfill his promises to Israel. Yeah, because he's so, long-suffering, he's kind, he's gentle, he's good. Yeah. That's why. But if God has, thro- has thrown Israel into the bin, well, how can you have any conf- because of their sin? It's game over. Uh, how can you have any confidence? Because you also sin. Yeah. yeah. That God isn't going to throw you in the bin too. But, um, so that's, you can't understand Romans without, I think so. without understanding that. But faithfulness also is the yes. quality that God is looking for to dev- in you, yes. for him to use you. 
Mm. Because uh, there are scriptures that, like Paul says in 1 Timothy 1.12, I thank Christ Jesus because he counted me faithful putting me into the ministry. Mm. Which is an interesting mm. one. But also 1 Corinthians 4, 2 says, it's required in stewards mm. that one be found faithful. So that's what a major quality God is looking for in us mm. for, you know, because God can use anyone, don't get me wrong, mm. but if God's going to bring you into a certain responsibility or ministry, he's, he's looking for that faithfulness yeah. so he can depend on you to, that's to be true. So another it. hymn which you can't miss, Great is thy faithfulness, <laughs> O God my Father, there is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not. Thy compassions, they fail not. Mm. As thou hast been, thou forever wilt be. be. The God of the Old Testament, the New Testament, the God of Israel, the God of the church, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus, the same yesterday, today and forever. That is the consistency, you know, of, of the faithfulness of God. Yes. Great. I wish they I wish they'd write hymns like that today. <laughs> Instead of this kind of very sort of mysterious, you know, sort of drifting music where you don't actually know what the words are. Oh well. I think there's an element also in this in this faithfulness of of seeing the best in others. Be faithful, you know, that mm. and we're told elsewhere, you know, not to count ourselves more highly than we are. Yeah. And 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 from that you can see the very best in others. Instead of always looking for faults, because they can always be found, mm. see the best. Mm. And when you see the best, you'll encourage them and build them up mm. and, and give them opportunities where other people will give them no opportunities. Yeah. And and that's being faithful because that's what the Lord has done with us. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Absolutely. In, in the, the, there's a psalm that says, I will declare your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. Yes. Um, there's something about faithfulness that is demonstrable, provable. It's not an abstract concept. Oh, God is faithful. Yes, we all agree with that. And let's have a look at another word. It's, it's absolutely proved in our lives. Again, in the life of Israel, he's faithful. He's faithful. And so at night, at the end of the day, we can declare his faithfulness yes. to, what was it, the tune of the ten-stringed lyre. It's very much a covenant word. Yeah. God makes covenant and he is faithful to that covenant. Yeah, yeah very uh, good. And so we, he, we're in the new covenant with him and he is faithful mm. to keep yeah. us yeah. and to provide yes. for us. Yes. He will keep all his promises to us. And that's what our faith is based on. Yeah. The next one is gentleness. Yes. Now, I, I don't. Gentleness is probably not the best translation. I would submit. Mm. Is it that meek? Would, that was yes. Meekness would be better. Oh, really? Yeah. How interesting. Yeah. Gentleness really is more the the kindness that we've that's already right. seen. Yes. yes. Meekness. Proutes. Proutes. Meekness. Um, expand on that. Come on, John. Well, it, it, people could think meekness is weakness, but it's not, actually. Mm, yeah. It takes great strength of character, I think. Yeah. The Lord Jesus was meek, but he, my goodness me, he was strong. And the meek shall inherit the earth. Yes. A lot of folk wouldn't be able to yeah. clock that one. But they, no, that's right. They see it as, as being, being a doormat, and it, it doesn't mean being a doormat at all. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's 
meekness is being it is gentleness, but it, it's it's not gentle as we discuss, as we learned it before. It, it's taking what comes at you. In a way, it sums up all that's gone before. It's taking what comes at you mm. and not letting it overpower you. Just gently receiving it and dealing with it yeah. according to the, what the Spirit of God is telling yeah. telling you to, according yeah. to those qualities in you that He's developed. Yeah. So you just again, Lord. This is an awful situation. Over to you, <laughs> yeah. you know, and you just handle it mm. gently, yeah. meekly. What what's the gentleness to is mind. the product. Oh, sorry. Okay, go on. You, you can um, just say this, um, which may be completely off from the left field. But if you can fill the unforgiving minutes with sixty seconds worth of distance run, yours is the earth and everything that's in it, and which is more you'll be a man, my son. <laughs> I don't know whether that's relevant at all, but there's something about long-suffering, perseverance. Yes, they all very closely linked. Meek, meekness to be able to hold something, even though you don't see the, yes. you know, it looks as though you're in a weak position, but you're in a holding patience position. And the key, I believe, the yes, essential please. key to this um, quality is submission. Yes. Submission yeah. to God's will. Yes, that's meekness. Because... Think of a strong horse, all right, yeah. that, that is trained and, right, it's strong. Yeah. But it's strength under control. Yeah. Because it, it's under authority. Yeah. And meekness is, is submission to authority, especially the authority of God's word and, and God. And when you're under authority, then that restrains you. Mm. And that, that's where the gentleness comes in. Because if it was just about me and my flesh, yeah. you hurt me, I'm going to get yeah. you back, you know. Yeah. But if I'm under God's authority, then it's not about me. Mm. And, and John would know this in the military as well. You're, you're under authority, so you don't react out of personal, yeah. you know. You, you have to represent the one you're under authority to. So you, you are, that creates a gentleness, you know, sometimes. Yeah. That you're not just, you're not representing yourself, you're representing the one above you. Yeah. And then that affects how you operate in authority. Mm. You, mm. you can operate in authority, but so you are not weak, but you are under authority, you Very are good. meek. And Thank meekness, you. the meek will inherit the earth. Yeah, no, it's and powerful. that actually the key to success in this life yeah. is being, because when you're meek, you're teachable. That's right. You know That's you don't good. know it all. That's good. And, and you want to learn from those who, who are above you and, yeah. and so on. And, and because you learn, you can be successful yeah. Yeah. because you have the right attitude. Mm. So that's what I Good. think. Meekness so, is... So I've got another thought from the same poem. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated, don't give way to hating. And yet, don't look too good or talk too wise. You know, there's something about resting in where you are in the Lord. You're not forcing yourself. You can wait. You can be long-suffering. Mm. You can be patient. And you don't reciprocate evil for evil. Mm. You know, you, you can take the slugs, as it were. You can absorb them. And you can still say, God bless you, um, to someone who's, who's hurling insults at you for his name's sake. So you're not being weak. Yours is, what, what does the Lord say? Yours is the kingdom of heaven. He, he, what does he say in the Beatitudes? About, he says the meek will inherit the earth. And then blessed are you when men speak all kinds of evil against you. So you, you're not 
you, you're resting in the Lord. You're under his authority. Yeah. They're, when they're exactly. insulting you, they're insulting him. Yes. And so you, you, it's strength under control because yeah. you are under his authority. Yeah. And you are expressing yeah. his will. Yeah. Wow. wow. Uh, yeah. And the last one, mm. self-control. Yes, that's the one we all forgot. In <laughs> <laughs> Kratos, which is interesting, because Kratos is ruling power, you know, democracy. Yes. All those words that end with krasi, yep. theocracy. theocracy. It's talking about rulership. Yeah. Rulership. So, in Kratos means... Plutocracy. Yeah, and there's a bunch of them, yeah, right? Yeah, there are, yeah. And, and it's this word Kratos, which yeah. is ruling power. Mm. So Technocrats. They're the ones. In Kratos, yeah, exactly. See, would be power within. Yeah. In other words, it's it's the power or the control. So, in other words, the Holy Spirit gives us power over our own flesh. Mm. It's the power of self-control. Very important. Power that that whereby we can rule over. Yeah. Our flesh and over our life, and, and uh, it's the antidote to all the other self—self-indulgent, self-occupied, you know, whatever, selfishness, uh, self-control. Just the push, ability push back, push to back. constrain and restrain one's passions, yeah. appetites, urges, and desires, so that they don't control you. Really, I do my best during Bible study not to hold myself back from, <laughs> you know, interrupting too many times. What were you going to say? You no, just, I was going to just finish that off by saying it's, it's the ability to say no. The Holy Spirit will give us the ability to yes. say no. Very good. When, you know. So important. So those who are in, into addictions, yeah. they need the, to say no, to have self-control. But it's also understanding, isn't it, that the Holy Spirit dwells within them. The resurrection power of God mm. dwells within you. Mm. And, and in Ephesians it says, you know, you can do more than you can think or imagine according yeah. to the power that works in you. That is the resurrection power of God. And, and it's, it's more than a match for any of these things. Yeah. But you have to know it's there. Yeah. He's there. It's there. Mm. And it's available to you in just these situations. Yeah. And it repels. And you might think this compulsion that's coming upon you where it's to jab yourself with heroin or have another glass yeah. of whiskey or yeah. whatever it is, mm. you've got more than enough in you to, to deal with it. Yeah. And in my experience, when you move into that, it deals with it very, very quickly. Mm. You suddenly find yeah. it's just gone. Repelled. And you think, there's not even a sign of it. Yeah. You know, you, 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 it's gone. When, when this temptation comes upon you and you really feel the pull of that temptation, you, you, you operate these things and it will go in a flash. In a flash. Yeah, that's wonderfully triumphant, yeah. victorious. It is. It is. Wonderful. That's the reality yeah. of the power of God in you and the power of his word spoken into a situation which you're wrestling with because you're sorely tempted yeah. by this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But you say, no, and... In him, we are more than conquerors. Yeah. Or, more than conquerors. in failing that, I found this works. Just go, Jesus, 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 and it's gone. At the name of <laughs> Jesus, yes. Yeah. Demons will have to flee yeah. yes. in the name of Jesus. Yeah.
It is very powerful, isn't it? Very powerful. The name of the Lord Jesus, but it's not a, a talisman. Not a at all. No, you're crying to him for help. It's, it's the power of the name it. of Jesus. Yes, because he knows, he, he hears the cry of your heart. He knows what the prayer is. In your moment of anguish or whatever it is, that's all, if that's all you can think of, yeah. that's enough. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah. No vestige of his evil power shall enchain. Yeah. In Christ we have full victory. Amen to that. Amen. Okay, so we are, you know, I'm falling off my chair at the speed of this. <laughs> you know, we've gone through that whole verse. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, oh no, look against at that, Look such at the last things. sentence. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Against it's nothing to do with legalism. No it's nothing to in do with legalism. In other words... Um, he goes, right, this is the theme a, of Galatians. He suddenly just rattled it off yeah. and summed it up and said... In other words, such. if you're, these legalists are were concerned about keeping the law, yeah. but he's basically saying, you know, if, we, if you just walk in the Spirit, you, you'll fulfill all, this is all the requirements of God. You know, what law could... could what law are you breaking if you yeah. walk in that kind of reality? So he says, if you want to keep the law, you know, this is how you do it, you know. There was that flippant phrase, love God and do what you want. But it actually is quite profound as well. Yeah. Love God and do what you like. Because if you love God, if you genuinely that's it. love yes. God, you will keep, wow. fulfill his requirement. Yeah. And the next verse is, is a challenge. Um, he says, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Have we gone too quickly over that? Against such things there is no law? No? It's just saying, you know, the, yeah. this fulfills the requirement of God, you know. Yeah. And, and so he says, this is the way yeah. yes. that you fulfill God's requirements. Yeah. Uh, not, not by you, your hard work in the flesh to try and do it, but by letting the Holy Spirit form his character and, and hit through you. There's, uh, when you, you, you trigger me often with words, but the, the one that comes to me is in uh, Romans 2 where it says, indeed when the Gentiles who do not have the law do by nature things required by the law, they show that the requirements of the law are written on their hearts, their consciences bearing witness and their thoughts now accusing, now even defending them. It's something deeper than outward um, adherence to legal requirements. It's, it's something written on your heart yes. by the Spirit, not by the written code. Yes, God doesn't want an enforced morality. Yeah, yeah. Where we, we keep all these rules because society or whoever is putting them yeah. on. He wants it, a morality that springs up from the inside of us. Yeah, yeah. Absolute antidote. Before the law was given, sin was in the world, Romans 5, I think. Um, that it's the antidote to that sin. And that the antidote isn't um, the law, it's, it's walking by the Spirit. Mm. The antidote to sin. Yes. And he will write God's yeah. law, God's yeah. will, into our hearts. Yeah. But he's written it to a degree, I think, on all humankind, and yes. that's the conscience. Mm. Exactly, your conscience, conscience is bare witness. Yes, the trouble is we sear our consciences, and, but, but um, that's partly because of what's available today to sear the conscience. But it, it, it's there in all humankind. 
in, in a lesser way. I, I, we know not to murder, we know not to steal, we know, we have an instinctive knowledge that it's wrong. Yeah. don't need anybody to tell us. No, I know. And that's because it's in there. There's a, we know that we should be kind to one another. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in long-suffering, we I, just know it. When, when I've been sort of sharing with people who are in sin, yeah. I, I hold back from quoting the law yeah. and I appeal to the conscience. Yeah. And I often start by saying that, you know, in Romans 2, not Romans 1, Romans 2, you know, that basically we're all doing the same things, but appeal to that conscience that's there. Yes. Your conscience, it says, will bear witness yeah. on the day when the Lord will judge your secrets. So I don't need to know your secrets. I don't need to know the machinations and the outworkings of, of sin in your life. Um, you know it and God knows it. And one day, that, it won't, in the courtroom of heaven, it won't be a, a bunch of judgmental Christians bearing witness mm. against you. It'd be your own conscience. And, and that's why it's so tragic, the searing of the conscience. Yes. Mm. But again, against such things, there is no law. There's no law. Well, there is a kind of law of conscience, but we're, we're, there's no written code. No. Mm. for the fruits of the Spirit. Mm. In a roundabout way, I've got back to our yeah. passage. It satisfies the law. It's amazing. It's really humbling, actually, to think that all that has come from outside of us. Yes. God has, God has, um, has come from God himself, the fruits of the Spirit. That statement is, I think, to use a fancy word, a litotes, which yes. means it's an understatement. Yes, or it's a double negative. It's no law against this. It's no law against this, but it, it doesn't. It's not just that. It's like it's a total fulfilment. If you will walk in the fruit of the spirit, you are totally fulfilling. Yeah. What God wants of you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Le litotes. I remember that. I always thought litotes was was a, a double negative to reinforce a positive. But that must be in the flip side of what you're yeah, saying. It's, it's, the, it's the same thing round the other way, yeah, which probably. is why I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so which, which way round, which uh, sort of end of the telescope are we looking? <laughs> I, I can sometimes look at the wrong end. Um, what verse are we on? 24, which is interesting. Yeah. Those who are Christ's have crucified, past tense, have crucified its... Uh, the flesh yes. with its passions and desires. Mm. Let me just quickly mention, passions is like the underlying motivations. Mm. Desires is, is more like lusts. It's those passions reaching out to try and possess something. You know, so this, the, this, this flesh is, is kind of like an unruly sea that, and that's mm. always grasping after mm. something. And it says, but he says, those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh. And that's, a, that's an interesting yeah. statement, isn't it? Yeah. Because, of course, we know about the fact that we have been crucified with Christ, but this is slightly different because here it says that we have crucified. I, I'd like to just, uh, we've got sort of 10 minutes left. I'd like, I'd like to not, uh, I'd like to unpack that. We have been crucified with Christ. Christ, you know, died on the cross, you know, take up your cross, the Lord said, we've been crucified with Christ. And now it's saying crucify mm the flesh, 
Have you got anything to say on that, uh, John? Well, it, it is past tense. Those who yeah. Christ have crucified it takes us back to Romans 6.6, 6, doesn't okay. it? Which is knowing this, that our old man was crucified. So it's going back back into, in time to the, that point. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. So it, it's a fact. But the problem is that it, the, 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 the flesh is nailed to the cross, but it's still got a big mouth. <laughs> mm. It's not dead, it's nailed to the cross. Mm. It's crucified, but it isn't dead yet. Mm. And, uh, and this creates a problem. And I, I think this is what he's talking about. And those who are Christ have crucified, back to Romans 6, 6, it tells us that's the case. Um, they have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. But, we've, you know, as we talked again and again, it rises up. The flesh rises up, either in the soulish realm or in the physical lusts of the flesh, whatever it is. And we, we, we have to know that it's, it, it, it's trying to deceive you. But you say, no. You are nailed to the cross. Mm. You are dead to me. You are dead to me. Mm. And then you quickly move on, um, you know, as into, into positive mode, proclaiming the word of God over the situation. Yeah. Uh, but it does need vigilance. Yeah. Vigilance all the time. The old man is, is a monster. Isn't it amazing that we have this great, this, this towering scriptural, spiritual theme that that's, uh, is derived from the Lord dying on the cross. I mean, which in the Roman times was just a form of punishment to bump off criminals or, 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 or um, you know, Spartacus and, you know, whatever, the peasants revolt and the gladiators. They, they, and yet from that, we have such a sort of enduring theme from Paul about crucifying the flesh. Mm. And it does talk about our response. Yeah. We have crucified yeah. the flesh. So if you think about what the cross is, it, it is God's judgment on our flesh, on our fallen human nature. And God is saying it deserves crucifixion. Mm. And he has crucified it, mm. as it were. He's, he's, he's judged it. Yeah. Now, but, that, but our response is to accept that judgment that our flesh is, is deserving of crucifixion and death. There's nothing good in it. And, and therefore, I, I, he says, those who are in Christ. So when we accepted Christ, I also I see it as a, sim, as a metaphor for our repentance, that we, if we've accepted Christ, we at least have an inkling of the fact that our flesh, we can't save ourselves. Our flesh mm. is sinful. And therefore, we accept the cross. We accept God's verdict on our flesh. Yeah. And we put our trust in Christ alone for salvation. So mm -hmm. the crucifixion of the flesh is, is also our saying yes, our embrace of God's judgment of crucifixion on our fallen human nature. So it is an action. I mean, going back to the, the grand theme of Galatians, we are, it, it says, those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh, so that we, we are participants in it, but not in a religious sense or in, in a, a, you know, uh, uh, works of the law sense, but we have crucified. Yes, uh, we, it, we, we have crucified. It, it, at the moment we came to the Lord, we crucified our flesh. Yeah. Um, but we need to remember that. Yeah. We need to remember it so we can say to it, no, you have to resist the flesh. You have to resist, yeah. resist it. 
because it tries yeah. to say I'm still here and I'm alive and kicking. The thing Paul about amazing. crucifixion yeah. is that the, the person on the cross yeah. is still alive. That's true. Right? That is true. And that's why it's such a good picture because our flesh is still alive. Now it's under the judgment of God and, and we, we accept that. But there's aspects of the, the flesh is still alive. So we have to maintain that attitude toward the flesh. As, as John was saying, is like, no, see, on the, the flesh is alive, but if it's crucified, it doesn't express itself. Mm. You know, it's nailed down. It yeah. can't express itself. So that needs to be our attitude to, the, to, to our flesh, is there is no good thing in this flesh. Yeah. It, you know, only the worst criminals were crucified. Yeah. You know, so it, it's, pit, it's pitiless. It's, crucifixion is a horrendous yeah. Judgment. Yeah. It's pitiless. And we should have that attitude to our flesh that, no, you are not going to have expression in our life yeah. because you are in essentially evil. And therefore, the judgment on you of crucifixion, you know, I maintain that in my attitude. And, and it's also painful sometimes to yeah. say no to your flesh, you know, yeah. to say, yeah. no, you are nailed to the cross. That's where you belong. And, and it's also... Decisive. Crucifixion was decisive, right? Even though the, th the man is still alive, yet he is he's going to die. Mm. It, it's a so in the same way, we need to, our flesh doesn't, hasn't died yet. Yeah. But it, we understand that it, it, it's, we, we need to be decisive in the, uh, saying, no, you belong on the cross. You have been crucified. You do not deserve better treatment than that. Uh, I'm not going to pander to you. Mm. Um, we, we come back to your key verse, John, in 2.20. Yeah. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. It's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's right. So we, we sort of started this... Um, this hour talking about the fruit of the Spirit, but it sort of comes round full circle, doesn't it? Crucify the flesh so that you then can um, express the fruits of the Spirit. So you're not sort of shunting that branch of the vine into the, into the dust, as it were. You, you're, um, There's you're a twofold attitude. Down. There's a twofold attitude of saying yes to the Holy Spirit yeah. and, and no to the flesh. That's it. No, you have been crucified. You've got it. No. Do you know what? I've waited. You don't deserve all... to be expressed. Exactly. Thank you so much. I mean, last few seconds of the programme. I've been waiting 30 programmes for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so succinctly, uh, Derek, yeah, absolutely. It's an either or. Isn't it wonderful? Paul goes, gives this layer, that layer, that layer, this angle, that angle, from top to bottom, from underneath, from over the top. So what a blessing. What a blessing. And next week, we'll start with verse 25 and go into chapter 6. Look forward to seeing you then.